Good Gab, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. What's up, everybody? Winter's upon us by the time we see this video, but it's okay because it's hot in here today. We got a great guest. It's Chris Bovey, owner of Vintage Print, community builder, awesome person, and this is going to be a joy for you to listen to. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So what's going on in the world of Chris Bovey? Ah, uh, gosh, just uh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary of the shop not too long ago. Um, back in September. So, and so, those who don't know, the shops in the Garland district. Yeah, right? we're two doors down from the Garland Theater, okay. and uh, it's that was that was really cool. Like, I don't know uh, the format of how you want to get into it, but I had been thinking of doing a shop for years. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Let's hear it. We okay. want to hear the story. Okay. Um, and just looking all around Spokane for the right yeah. place, right location, right vibe, mm -hmm. everything like that. And I looked at Millwood, looked at Perry. Millwood's looked, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked at Hilliard, you know, but I just always kept coming back to the Garland yeah. District. And it was like this thing, this place that kind of fits my vibe and it's just kind of stuck in time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's nowhere like it in Spokane, you know what I'm saying? It's very unique with the milk bottle and all the neon and the theater and things like that. And so I had approached, um, Catherine Fritchie, the owner of the Garland Theater, about that little corner spot where makeup studio is. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, because I was like, oh man, that'd be really cool. Uh, and she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They're in Elise. But I have this spot two doors down. It's the old Cooney Law Office. Um, You're are, like, hmm. are you interested in that? <laughs> and if you would have gone into it uh, initially, like it was just a law office with lots of rooms i might have like been that. in there once before <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh it was a lot of work man it was a lot of work I bet that's a lot of walls to come down it is and Ugh. uh a false ceiling we put in a garage door and i had just kind of been acquiring like decor and wood for the walls and things like that i'd just kind of been saving these things for the right spot and I was like okay I don't know if this is gonna work but I'm gonna try and make it work you know and and we put like three months of work into this place and to create the right atmosphere the right vibe like if you've been in the store half of it is retail space and the other half is studio space okay. so it's kind of like um almost like the Krispy Kreme model that you can see the donuts being made. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the average person who knew my work before never got to see it being made. Uh, so sure, it was like an end product. Yeah, you're, you're hooking up. You're like, hey, yeah, this is it. And yeah. and it's kind of like uh uh you know as far as the printing process go, a lot of people have that mentality. Everything's digital. You press print. And now they get to experience and like it's not quite true. <laughs> no, it's like holy cow, there he is, and it's a long process pulling one color after another and just letting it dry, and and then you see the final product. You know what I'm saying? So that uh, that was definitely at the heart of this. And then I wanted a lot of kid type stuff. I put in an arcade game, 
put in a free kitty ride and gumball machine and stuff like that. So what's driving that that choice like to be inviting to the kids? It's um there's not a lot. Uh it, well, you know, I raised two boys here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not a lot of fun family experiences um in Spokane like you you think of like the theaters are going away. You think of like there's no blockbusters anymore. You know roller skating rinks are f- kind of dying out. Uh-huh. Like like to uh, give families this cool experience where the kids have fun and the adults get to shop and they have fun and things like that. And we have classes for adults and stuff. So I can I can see that. Yeah. So I can see the allure. Yeah. So uh, creating. This cool uh, family atmosphere um, was n- was kind of the motivator behind that, but and seeing that those things are kind of dying and going away, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, it's, that's that community building we were talking off camera a little bit. You're like, no, let's have some yeah families be in this Garland district. Let's see what's going on. There's a ton of great business owners that are there. Absolutely. Uh, just that feel the same way that you feel. Absolutely. Yeah. How's that connection been? I bet everyone's starting to talk to each other. I mean, that's a tight knit community anyway, right? It's pretty cool, and mm-hmm. uh, I've really been able to. One of the dreams I wanted to do was work hand in hand with the Garland Theater because uh, a lot of families still go to the Garland Theater. You know, it's affordable, you know, things What's like that. What's your first memories of the Garland Theater? I worked at the Garland Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right around like when Titanic came out, uh-huh. uh, I was I was sweeping the floors, you know what I'm saying? I was uh, giving out popcorn and stuff like that, and I just had this awesome connection with it. It was a great job, dream job. I yeah. bet. It was just an awesome spot. My grandparents uh, would take me there since I was, you know, basically, you know, old enough to sit still for a movie. Yeah, so absolutely. we've been going in there for a long time. I just love that place. Yeah, and so oh. I really wanted to be able to work hand-in-hand hand with them um, to produce something cool. And so, uh, since last year, like they give me the lineup of the movies coming out. And so we've been able to do some exclusive, uh, Bovie prints, like based on the movie, like nightmare before Christmas is playing on Friday. And I do an exclusive print glow in the dark print. Uh, and, so families get to come out, they get the print, they get a free ticket to the theater, and it's kind of this cool uh, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, you know I can saying? see it. Yeah. So that type of thing, like, the more that we can do that in the Garland District, uh, I think would be, uh, it would give, when you're talking about community building, like, it, it definitely uh, feels like that. And the more that families and things can come out and have this cool night and this cool memory, um, that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think you're going to hit that one out of the park. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm I trying. Like I'm trying, man. Well, we got to, right? If we don't, nothing will happen. And yeah. Everyone's got great ideas, but when you just when you actually start to make it a reality and just try. Yeah, and see what works, evolve. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's what I love about Spokane, yeah. man, is because we can try something brand new that we've never seen before, and the community is 100% behind you. 
and they have your back and they're like, yes, let's give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. We do big things here. We do. Yeah. We do. Like one thing I'll always remember is Ryan Tucker. Uh, we went to high school together. Yeah, and, Ryan from uh, who runs all the AV here yeah. at the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great dude. Yeah. yeah. Like one time he wanted to do a live version of Seinfeld, I think at the Big Dipper. And it was a, it was huge, you know. It's like that's so weird and random, <laughs> but it, it, Spokane got behind it and said, "Yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's, Let's do it. give it a shot." You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I think there's a lot of people that uh, fear comes into place. You know, obviously, it's like I've never done a store before. I've never done X, Y, and Z before, um, so that'll prevent me from trying. But uh, again, the thing that I love about this community is how much. Um, they've had my back from day one, you know what I'm saying? And, and been supportive of any, anything I want to try, you know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. Cause like, like what if no one shows up? Yeah. That's real. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What if no one shows up? That's a big thing. Um, but, uh, like the thing that we just did, um, a month or so ago, um, I launched the Bovey Boneyard is what I call it. Um, Tell us more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about three years ago, I acquired a um, big wolfy sign, a big neon sign, and I had no idea what I was going to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, my wife Liz, she's 100 percent supportive. Uh, she's like, "Hey, let's put it in the front yard. Let's restore it. Like let's that light Wolfie's it up." Restaurant you know? sign. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And then slowly. More and more just kept coming my way, like big hey, signs. I've got a connection for us, I think. What? Oh, uh, Skillskin, our company, we bought this company called A&W Window Cleaning, and there was a giant KFC bucket in there. And I think you ended up with it. I have you? it in my yard. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that thing with that place was just so packed full of that whole warehouse, just packed full of stuff. That's funny. And okay, just sparked that funny. thought. Yeah. I remember he told me, he's like, yeah, Chris came by. I was like, who? That's <laughs> yeah. funny. And the weirdest part of that story is like a week before, like, <sighs> like, I've started like acquiring these signs and putting them strategically in my property, still not knowing what's going on. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I was saying to my youngest son, I was like, you know what I would really would be cool is like a big KFC bucket, like right there. And like a week later, no kidding. You like manifested that, this. Yeah, that was yes. so crazy. It was like literally a week later, a KFC bucket comes across my path. I was like, that's meant to be. Yeah. Like, so bring it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we put it on this big pole and it, it you know, lights up every night. But um, so finally we got to the point where Liz and I are talking and we're like, OK, what are we going to do? And um, we decided that we we're going to hold a vintage print event at our house and invite Spokane all the way out to Medical Lake on my property and experience these signs that they all grew up with that are pretty nostalgic for yeah. all of us. And that's, um, and that was scary. You know, that's something brand new. Um, no and kind of intimate too. It's like you're inviting the public to your house. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're thinking, and worst case scenarios are running through your head. Like what if someone gets hurt, blah, 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 <laughs> things like this. What if no one shows up? That was, that's a big one. You know what I'm saying? But, um, like 500 plus people came 
and we served beer. We had free snacks. I gave a tour. There was music, and it was a phenomenal night. It was the perfect night, and I've gotten so many people after that, like, are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it again? And things like that, so... That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Medical Lake? Yeah, we're going to do it again, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm out in Clear Lake. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. not too far away no, from we're each neighbors. other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Did you guys uh, come okay from the fires? Yeah, we did, actually. Like, it was, we're just west of the base uh, on McFarland, and yeah. w- you could see the fires in the city and you could see the smoke and you're just holding your breath the entire time if that wind shifts you know what i'm saying and so we had the boneyard event like scheduled like right as the fires happened so we canceled it postponed it a month and then held it and we were able to raise two thousand dollars for victims of the fire as well so it was kind of a plus in that aspect as well so Community yeah. building. Yeah, it is. What, where did this come from from you? Where is that where is that drive? Where and have you that artist spark been in you forever? Yeah, I don't know, man. The um the artist spark, like I, you know, I was kinda in I was kinda artsy kid in high school and stuff like that. Did you grow up here? Um, yeah, I moved here when I was nine years old, so pretty okay, much, yeah. you know. Um, Definitely, this is your town. <laughs> yeah, like, went to high school here, junior high, every, everything like that, and um, I graduated high school not knowing what I was going to do. I went over to Seattle, uh, tried tech stuff, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't my fit, got super depressed. Gonna make your way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, it's a good paying job, but it, it wasn't what you wanted to do, you Life know what I'm sucking. saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that whole city was just like it was. I know it, a little bit about home. that. Yeah, I call it. I did six years in Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the commute. Oh my gosh, it just craziness. And so I, after three years, I ended up coming back, and then I got my first graphic design job with like no skills, no <laughs> college, just I, a connection. I well, I had taught myself Photoshop since I was like fifteen years old. And so having that access to that type of skill was kind of desired at that time. And so I got my first graphic design job at a sign shop of all places, and I would do sign mock-ups. And it just kind of evolved from there. And um, finally, I got a big break, and I became the art director of the Inlander. And I was able to, like do uh graphic design and do covers and page layout and things like that and oh man so like that's just the creative juices were flowing yeah absolutely. what year was that when you went over to the inlander um i would say like 2006 7 something like that i did almost 10 awesome. years there yeah man um we had pia hallenberg yeah. on yeah. uh one of our first guests talking about cybersecurity, she talked about some of those days in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s in yeah. Inlander. Yeah. Just was like, it was the spot to It be. was. I know that's when I felt like Spokane was on the map. It was like right when you were there. Uh, when I'd pick that thing up, I was like super excited. I'm like, what is happening? Absolutely. Like, I could just feel our town changing. Absolutely. And I just, I loved it. Yeah. I had no idea that was you. Who that were was me, that man. You were right picking on. up my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, during this period that I was there, Spokane was really going through an inferiority complex. 
and we're not as cool as Seattle and Portland, you know, that type of thing. And uh, Spokane Doesn't Suck kind of evolved out of that and it was birthed out of that. I got to say, I really don't like that, just so you know. <laughs> I will put it out there. Sorry, I'm, listeners. <laughs> I'm not going to down on <laughs> yeah. anyone, but I, I totally agree that as far as like comparing yourself and saying, hey, we don't suck. Instead, I took a different approach and I said, here's why we don't no. suck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to show everyone why I love this town and why we should be proud of it. And at the time, no one was doing that. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, um, and so I just had this idea of, okay, I'm going to celebrate this town and where we live and all the cool stuff here. And um, I had a meeting with Visit Spokane at the time. And I had it set up, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going in. And I'm still working a full-time job at uh-huh. the Inlander, you know, and this is going to be, like, this side thing. And I go in, and I give them the pitch, everything like this, and they just laugh me out of the office. You know what I'm saying? They're like, no, this is ridiculous. And so. You're like, oh. What yeah, and, and. It's like, no, this is good. <laughs> and I'm that stubborn guy that says, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I go home, I have the screen printing set up already. And I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And I printed uh, 13 Mount Spokane prints in my washroom. And my wife, Liz is like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no, no plans, but But it it needed to come from here and it had to come out. Yeah. The creative process for me, like I've always described it as holding your breath um if there is something that i see inside um i can't really exhale until it comes out and i produce it and then you can breathe Mm -hmm. and you're like okay it came out and i'm done and i can move on that type of thing and so i did that and i took uh these prints down to andy at atticus i'm like uh and i kind of gave him the pitch that I gave to visit Spokane and he's like, yeah, love it. hundred percent. He, and this is what I'm talking about. Like Spokane uh-huh. having your back. Um, totally supportive, dug the idea. And he's like, anything you ever bring me, I'll just put a check in your hand. And like, sure enough. And so I just started, uh, I would work a 40 hour week. And then in the evenings I would just be pulling prints in the washroom, you know, after dinner and stuff like that. And, and, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I would get a call from Andy um, almost weekly saying, Hey, we need more. We need more. And like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm making (laughs) like, I'm making a living kind of here just from selling artwork. And, uh, and then it got to the point that it was so big that I either had to quit making art or I had to quit the Inlander. And I, talked about it with Liz and I said uh you only get one shot at your dream yeah and you know a job's a job and there'll um, always be one there'll always be a job like I'll go work at McDonald's I you know I I don't have a ego thing attached to that you know but me either yeah I'm, I'm I'll do whatever I yeah need to do. absolutely to make ends meet and and here I am with two young kids and a wife, and I said, okay, I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I tried it, and and it just went from there, you know what I'm saying? It just kept going, and that's almost 10 years ago, so. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, and some of the stuff that I've, you know, seen lately out in the wild, so to speak, is some of the, like, the buildings. 
that are that you're doing prints of like historic not even historic but iconic buildings yeah Spokane yeah absolutely and like I uh when I came up with this idea like there wasn't again there wasn't anyone doing anything like this um but I think we have beautiful things to celebrate here in this community you know what I'm saying and being able to like if it's a building or something like that being able to present it in a new light and maybe see it in a way that says huh you know that is pretty unique like the uh spokane regional health district building you know the you know people tour it people shit on it all the time but it's kind of cool yeah Yeah. well it's unique to spokane you know what i'm saying like there's no place else like that you know what i'm saying and so people hate uh, love to hate that building but you know the same architect that designed the uh, parkade, yeah, the same or uh, the airport, same Warren Howman. You know, it's like he created this building, and it either hated or loved it. It's unique. It's unique to Spokane. Yeah. You know, and finding out his story. Did you know that the four um, little trash can things are emulating the top of the courthouse building, the spire? There's like four things, and he basically deconstructed that and made this kind of modernist version of it. And originally, that the, was the inspiration. Yeah, was the courthouse to that. Yeah, and I was it, a kid, I'd be like, "Those are the turrets." I always could just imagine, yeah, the little cannons. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And there was going to but be, yeah, that's a be- there's beauty in that, right? There's there history is. in that. There is. Yeah. And, you know, and same with the parkade. Like, there's beauty in the parkade. You Parkade's know what I'm saying? an awesome, awesome building. It's really cool. And I'm so glad they just decided to restore it and keep it rather than level it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Seattle yeah, did with job. a lot of their buildings. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool about Spokane. You know, like, even when they remodeled LC, they could have leveled that place, but they kept it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and made it incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's a really cool part of this community is uh, when I was researching stuff in Seattle, I would find like postcards and matchbooks of old hotels and stuff like that. I'm like, man, where is that stuff? It got raised. Yeah. It got leveled, turned into parking lots, turned into modern buildings, things like that. So, well, shoot, even the Davenport Hotel. Uh, I mean, that was about to be a parking lot. Absolutely. Spokane came together. There was visionaries in our town. Yeah. Fox Theater, Fox same Theater. thing. Another one. Bing. Yeah. The, yes. the Met. Yeah, same thing. That's yeah, pretty Spokane cool. does have a... Uh, yeah, it's kind of unique to us, isn't it? It like, is. It's, it's really unique that we're able to um, see and appreciate that and just say, you know, okay, let's keep it alive. Let's preserve it. You know what I'm saying? And... And the community rallies to they do. make it happen. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I know. Well, what's, what's the, what are you got on your mind? What's the future looking like? Like, what are you planning? Um, I, would you call it community building? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, so. I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, I desire, and I don't, uh, people always ask me like, what's the next 10 years look like? I don't know. To be sure. honest, like. Well, if you have that crystal ball, let's go uh, make some money. Yeah. (laughs) But what I would, what drives me is um, creating this one of a kind, unique experience for people that we haven't seen before here in Spokane. 
um, like the Boneyard event or something like that. Um, what I would love to see, I went to the Neon Museum in Las Vegas, and I went to a couple other Neon Museums. Oh, my uh, wife, if Kathy, if you hear this, I'm sorry. We were just there last week. She's like, Steve, I want to go to the Neon Museum. And we just didn't have enough time. Uh, so we had to, like, bail. Bummer. And she was... She was disappointed. Bummer. So, yeah. Because it was amazing, huh? It was. It's incredible. It's incredible. All right, I'm taking you back. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, like, what is that going to turn into for me? Like, I would love to be able to, like, either move all the signs and start a museum or it morphs into a restaurant bar where uh, all these neon signs live and people can come experience them on a daily basis. Like, uh, I don't, so that's what drives me is create, like when I see more of these things like theaters go under and these experiences go under, um, I think Spokane is hungry for uh, something unique and something new. And so that kind of is where... I'm looking. You know what I'm see, saying? I can see that vision because I bet, you know, when everyone was out at your property, you saw the joy yes. in people's faces because they had the, all those memories that came back when they saw those signs. Yeah. yeah and you and it's almost like a collective history, too. It right? is. It is. <laughs> because, like, a lot of people would come out. I have the Luigi sign. Like, that was my first job at Luigi's. You know, there's that connection like that. And. I one one thing I'll confess is like I hate public speaking, but I wanted to give a tour of all these signs on my property, and I uh, so like eight thirty rolls around and there's a lot of people milling about, and then I got a microphone and a speaker, and all of a sudden like everybody just gravitated around me and and they were just like the joy was just enthusiastic you know what i'm saying they were just so supportive you captured their heart yeah it was it was in that moment that people were just like hooked on every word you know what i'm saying and they were just there and they're saying yes thank you you know what i'm saying this is awesome this is fantastic so those type of experiences uh is what I am looking for in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the future of vintage print, whatever it morphs into and whatever kind of thing it becomes. You know what I'm saying? Like I was actually having a conversation with Toby. Um, Yeah. Our VP of uh, state programs at Skillskid. Yeah. I had Toby and I go way back and like, this is early days of vintage print. And we, like he shared something with me that always kind of stuck with me. And he said that people don't want, um, just the same old type of, uh, thing. They don't want a retail store. They don't want, uh, the same thing. What they're craving is an experience. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. And I was like, um, if you can like going out to Roos Field and Cheney, like people make the drive to go all the way out there and experience that. Or like back in the day, 
like we would go to drive-in theaters and you would make the trek yep. all the way and you know you'd be in your pajamas and you know what I'm saying watch a movie in the cold air and stuff like that but it was an experience and um I think what the boneyard thing has shown me is that people were willing like 500 people from Spokane were willing to drive all the way out to Medical Lake for something very unique, you know what I'm saying? And unknown. Yeah, and unknown. Absolutely. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's cool. That's the exciting part. You know, it's like the more that we can provide that and provide joy um, for people, especially in this dark world that we're living in, these dark times, the more that you can provide almost like Disneyland, like Walt Disney did for Disneyland, like this almost escapism from this darkness like i think that should be celebrated you know what i'm saying that's why this show was created absolutely chris i'm a fan thanks man yeah Yeah. like i see the vision yeah yeah i can't wait to yeah see how i can uh, be a part of it yeah absolutely support yeah yeah i think uh more people kind of and and, uh, we crave that. We crave that escapism. We crave that joy, that fun, and things like that. And the more community building um, that happens around that, it just seems to spur on more uh, things. Like people come up to me and like, "Hey, we should partner with this. We should do this. We should do this." I'm like, "Okay, I'm in. You know, let's let's do it. Let's try it. You know what I'm saying?" So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Chris, me too. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know our listeners are just having a great time hearing more about you. Please follow Chris. Follow his work. Um, your shop's up in Garland. What's it called? Vintage Print? Yeah, Vintage yeah. Print. There we go. Go show up. Bring your kids. I hear there's some fun there for them. There's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks.